1: this world and they made me welcome a back to
0: 32 fans to i'm alex sure chester with me as always is Wheels Wheels, how's it rolling
3: rolling great you said you wanted more sports talk you said bracket season's over so let's do two sports podcasts this week see if people sometimes people think they know what they want but they don't actually do it but i think here they'll be happy we'll do football we'll do baseball
0: yeah um not happy, first of all I, i'm not saying the only bracket 11 months old brackets I love bracket season all year round. We'll be doing more brackets in the next couple months, but we also have to talk about, like, sports in addition to doing brackets of nonsense. Totally fine. Yeah. Not against um, sports. I'm,
3: yeah. I, some would say I'm more pro sports than you.
0: You're more pro the random sports, the non-big three.
3: That's not – that's not – I mean, random is an absurd, an absurd word. I'd say, like, biathlon is random. Yes. Like, golf
0: that's is your number random. one sport, though.
3: Um, All right. So let me tell you a story. Okay. Yesterday,
0: yesterday, yesterday my son had a little league game. Okay.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And he's
0: in the second grade and third grade league. And uh, the first game on Sunday, the coaches pitched this game. The coaches pitched the first couple innings, and then they switched to player pitching halfway through the game. I, I don't exactly know the rules. I don't know what's going on. But when coaches pitch, there's no called strikes and called balls you know, like the coach is just throwing it over the middle. And if, you know, if they make a bad pitch, it doesn't matter. And there's only swinging strikes, right? Mm-hmm. So my son goes up, he's yep. batting lead off in whatever the first inning is that the other team has a real pitcher. And also the, the ump is having a very wide strike zone because, you know, these are eight, eight-year-olds, and nine-year-olds pitching. So as long as it doesn't like fly over your head or hit you or bounce to the ground, it's pretty much a strike, right? Yep. And so my son goes up there and he uh is out on three called strikes one two three and i didn't realize that he didn't realize he didn't understand the concept of a called strike he thought a strike is when you swing and miss so the ump calls him out and he he doesn't go anywhere because he doesn't understand and the ump's like you're out and like directs him back to to the dugout and he just starts bursting in tears and like wanted to quit the game and didn't play the next two innings and i was like trying to talk him off it and his coach is kind of a jackass his coach is like yelling at him he's like and I tried to explain to the coach what the issue was once I realized what the issue was, because I didn't even know that he didn't know that because, like, I that didn't enter my head. So the coach says, don't you watch baseball? And I looked at the coach. I'm like, none of these kids watch baseball. Nobody under the age of 30 watches baseball. You know? Like, do your kids watch right. baseball games? Mm-hmm. Nobody watches baseball.
3: No, they've never seen a pitch of baseball. My kids know the NBA and they know the NFL. They don't Yeah, know of baseball. course.
0: Those. Yeah, th- that's what kids watch. And... I mean, some, you know, I've taken my kids to a couple of games, but you know, they're not in games are also at night. It's after their bedtime. So yeah. So kids, no kids don't know the basic rules of baseball. And I try to explain this to the coach. I'm like, you have to explain this to these kids. Like, you know, they missed two years ago altogether because of COVID. And so, you know, last year there was only coaches pitching and this, this year, this game, for some reason, they changed the rules in the middle of the game and the, the kids didn't understand the basic rules. And so he was like, my son was like completely because he was so embarrassed. And then I tried to explain him, there's nothing embarrassing about striking out and three true outcomes, and you know, anyway. But um, yeah, he sat the next two (laughs) innings instead of going in the. And he
3: called you a nerd, and he was like, all right. Yeah, so this
0: is a long way of saying that we're here today to uh, preview the 2022 MLB season because there are some people
3: probably won't be a lot of kids.
0: Probably won't be not a lot lot of kids listening to this one, but there are some people who still like baseball, and you and I are boomers, and so we're among them.
3: Um, no, I don't like baseball.
0: You don't like baseball.
3: I l- love the Mets, and therefore, I'm like willing to follow baseball, and I like fantasy be- baseball. But I don't like when the White Sox play the Royals.
0: Okay. So, the wh- so what? So what are we doing here today?
3: Well, no, I I still follow baseball. I just I, I like I don't care about. I only like I care about baseball in as much as like the Mets win the World Series. If the Mets could figure out like a way to become an NHL team. I would just care about, I would care about them in the end. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm unlikely to watch maybe the first weeks I'm excited, but yeah, I'm unlikely to watch, you know, a month from now when the NBA and NHL playoffs and other stuff is happening, I'm not going to watch like a a Marlins national game.
3: Oh, you're definitely not going to. watch.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's fine. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we're here. So, what what are we doing? You tell me what the plan is today, and I'll go with go along with it.
3: Uh, yeah, I think what we should do instead of like a whole preview, which would be like very long, going to thirty two thirty teams. I think we should do um, we should do a win total draft. So we're each going to pick ten win totals. You, I think we should be allowed to pick the opposite of what the other person picked, meaning. If I like the Pirates under, you can't you can't pick the Pirates under also, but you could pick the Pirates over in theory.
0: Okay, no, but we have we have we no we have well no because I we have to pick all thirty teams.
3: No, we're doing a draft. We're getting ten each.
0: No, every listen, all of our listeners want like it's like the All Star game in baseball. You gotta you gotta at least spend one minute talking about every team.
3: Fine, so you want it? You want to we draft fifteen teams? But that that's not a take then because like. You know what I mean? You're for that's like Stephen A. Smith. Like we're forcing ourselves yeah, we're, to have a take on some of Yes, somebody we're forcing ourselves to take.
0: take some of these. Correct.
3: No, but I'm saying that's not like. But I want to have an opinion, like grounded in some fact, like by my 13th
0: pick. Well, I was hoping what we were going to do was you were going to talk the about point. the 15 NL teams, and I was going to talk about the 15 AL teams because I don't know what's going on in the NL. But you don't want to do that, so.
3: I mean, I think that's a different podcast. I think this is like a Major League Baseball podcast. We would do that, but I don't think. Like listen, listen to you, you know were a sports a podcast. Baseball, and there's, baseball three, there's three. There's any left.
0: <laughs>
3: there's not three major sports.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, baseball is a niche sport. Anyway, I, I just yeah. shared a document with you. Okay. Okay. Who's picking first? You can pick first. Uh, your call. All right, you pick first.
3: Wait, shared in the shared in the Zoom chat also.
0: No, I sent you an email. Go click on your email. No, because I have my
3: work email open. I don't have my 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 Gmail open.
0: You don't have your Gmail tab open twenty four seven.
3: Right now on this computer, I just have my work email open. I don't have my I don't have my personal email
0: open. All right. By the way, these are some random over-unders I took. Maybe you found different numbers somewhere else, but let's just I mean we can we can switch them if you want, but
3: Oh, yeah. I was gonna ask where we're getting over-unders from.
0: Okay. Um yeah, I've I've seen numbers a little bit different, but I, I just copied and pasted this list quickly. So
3: Oh, but you. But we're as long as we're using the same ones, I don't really.
0: Care. Yeah. Well, uh, the document I shared has all the teams. Fine. So how you're about You're really this?
3: not going to put it in the chat. You're not. You're not going to put it in the WhatsApp.
0: Oh, and the WhatsApp. Okay. Well, you. That's not what you said. But okay. Um. All right. I don't
3: and is what? this a snake draft? If I get one, do you get the next two?
0: Uh, sure. Whatever. Okay. So how about this? We'll draft 15, but you're allowed to draft the opposite side of a team. So we might not draft every team that's what you want.
3: Well, then let's just do my idea, which was 10.
0: No, because why are we stopping at 10? Let's do 15. So at least there's a possibility of us drafting every team. Also, it's kind of funny that we have the option to do every team. And yet there's some teams that we each have opinions in the opposite directions more than we have any opinion in any direction on other teams. If that makes sense. Okay. All right. So okay.
3: And those are the mid teams.
0: Yeah. Mm, like the Mets. Well, the, Met, the current Mets are not mid at all. But the Mets are historically quite mid. Did you like, no, my, like my, my series of though, tweets? I think there's a reasonable argument that the most mid team in every sport, it's I think the Knicks, the Jets and the Mets are arguably the most mid teams of the last 30 years in their respective sports.
3: Jets are pretty mid. Again, the Titans are objectively more mid. The only argument against the Titans being mid is that they're so mid it became a meme, like Fisher going eight and eight every year. Well, well Titans yeah, so, are well, So more this gets into the whole mid debate mid. I was having with Brett the Jarenkoff Jets, and the, the Jets had mid mean eight, and eight? More interesting. In my
0: head, seven and nine is more mid than eight and eight.
3: The Jets had a lot of interesting seasons. The Jets literally went from, with, with one year of Al Gro. they went from Parcells to Herm Edwards to Mangini to Rex Ryan. Like they almost always had like the most interesting coach in the whole
0: league. Yeah, do. you know why? Because you live in New York, that's and the is, and ESPN and the sports media is based in New York. If the if the if the if the Jets played in Kansas City, no one would ever. That's know part of it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. If the Jets
3: played in Kansas City, they'd be the most irrelevant franchise in sports, but they don't, and that's why the Titans. But are But to me, in that's part of what's so funny. Much more relevant.
0: Yeah, but that's what's so funny to me that yeah that these te- and that's the, the fact these teams get overhyped. That's why it's a valid response. to Say oh they're mid, or like you were saying. It's not a chiddish to say oh the Titans are mid but these teams that are constantly on ESPN because ESPN is obsessed with New York and Boston. You can say well actually this team is mid and we should like right that we shouldn't be discussing them.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. Anyway, let's get right. I, I
3: no, I get your point. The Knicks, yeah. I agree with the Knicks they're they're probably right there and then um who's the third team that you think is mid, the third New York team?
0: The Jets, the Mets. No,
3: the Mets always have stuff going on. No, the Mets are not mid. The Mets always no, have stuff right going now, on. Right
0: now they're not with Uncle oh, yeah. Stevie, but from you know, uh, other than Carlos Beltran, and 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 you know, the and I guess when we no the because United they had horrible
3: it. collapse years ago. No, we could name eight eight baseball. Yeah, you know, teams how te- you know how many teams? You know how many teams are up six games in
0: September and lose every year? That happens to somebody, but when it happens to the Mets, it has to be World War Three on ESPN because again, well that's World.
3: okay. So that yeah. it's why it's much harder for a New York team
0: to be. All right, around. okay. But Colorado Rockies. Let's are stop worrying about this. Make your pick. Much well, more. the Rockies are much not mid. The Rockies are worse than mid. The Rockies are completely irrelevant. They're like the the Rockies are like the Lions. Here, here's a fun fact for you. It is, it in, is in is la- Akiva, in the last 30 years, it is irrelevant. in the last 30 years, name the only two baseball teams who have never yeah. won their division.
3: The Marlins and the Rockies.
0: Yeah, that's kind of crazy, isn't it?
3: It is crazy.
0: Like, OK, they're the youngest two franchises, but since they joined the league, every other team has won except for them. And the Marlins, of course, have won two World Series without even winning a division. And the Rockies have been to one at least.
3: Yes. Okay. So speaking of teams that have never won the division, let's, I'm going to start with my first pick in the whole draft.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: I'm going to pick a team that has the only team, the only franchise that has never been to the world series with my first pick. Okay. Okay. I'm going under 84 and a half for the Seattle Mariners. I think uh, were they on your list at all? First talk and then
0: I'll, and then I'll give you my take.
3: Okay. Don't love the bullpen. Don't love the starters um, beyond Ray. And then, yes, they do have a lot of young talent, but I think it's very early. So Julio Rodriguez, 21-year-old, people are very excited about him. I mean, it would be amazing if he was like a 250, 15-15 guy, but I don't think he's going to be a superstar all of a sudden. Kelenic, obviously, I have to hope that he does nothing because the Mets gave him up for Cano and Edwin Diaz, but he's also 22. I don't think it's going to happen for him. So who's the best player on this team? Kyle Seager, who's just like a aging math third baseman. Yeah. You know, who's the best player on the Mariners? Who's the best? Who, who's Adam Frazier? Like who, where, where are the stars here? No, I, I agree. Is the best yeah. I have, the Mariners,
0: I have eight, but. I have eight over unders that I think are like locks that I would bet on. And this is one of the eight. So yeah, this is a good pick. They had, they won 90 games last year, but they had a negative scoring differential. Okay. Um, yeah. As you said, yeah. Julio Rodriguez, they have great. Yeah, I hate prospects. this team. They, they could else. still have, yeah, they could still,
3: they could still have a winning record and there's, and they're going under to me. this well, number is too high. This number is like, way too high. Well, the A's aren't even trying. So, so everyone else has to be over 500. No Mariners I, number one pick lock in
0: it. Yeah. I, I don't see how they're more than a 500 team. The argument is this division is trash, right? Houston's good. Yeah. But Texas and Oakland are both very bad. Uh, the angels always lose, even though they have tons of top talent, um, and so, yeah, so I think this is a very good pick um, and it might've been my first pick. So uh, where do I go next? Um, looking around, looking around. Um, all right. I'm going to take, so I'm taking two picks here, right? Okay. So I'm the first one I'm going to take is I'm going to go over on the Dodgers at 98 and a half. Okay. I just, I don't That's see reasonable. a scenario where this team doesn't win hundred games.
3: Yeah, they're not one or two injuries away from all of a sudden not being a 101-win team. They have insane depth. Um, they could be, like, disappointed. They, they just gave
0: away, basically, an all-star outfielder for a guy who will throw 50 innings, but it was a good move for them because, for them, the marginal value of, of like, a, a good reliever is worth more than a guy who's going to, you know, have a 125 OPS plus and 600 uh, uh, plate appearances just because they're drowning in in, in talent. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's... a. Uh, it there and 98 and a half, by the way, is I think that might be the highest number. I didn't look this up, but it's certainly one of the highest numbers we've ever had, right? Like, over unders are never above the low 90s and are never below 70, basically, because you know, like, you know, anything can happen in my
3: head. The Yankees have been this high before, but I could be
0: wrong. Yeah, I'm sure I could have looked this up on beforehand, but I, I did not. So, all right, that's my first pick. And now, where am I going to go next? Um. All right, um, this is why, so uh, one of my strategies is like, especially, this is the last year where we have the unbalanced schedule, right? Of you play, uh, you know, 19 games a year yeah. against your divisional opponents. So basically half of your uh-huh. schedule is against your division, which means every division, unless it's just complete parity across the division, every division is going to have one team that's very good and one team that's very bad. And then, you know, some teams have more, some teams have fewer. But the the AL Central, which is not a good division, uh, has by far, by far the best uh, worst team like the, the lowest over under in the east is 62 and a half in every other division it's in the 60s or 70. The lowest over under in the AL Central is 75 and a half, right? But somebody in that mm-hmm. division is gonna you know win fewer than 75 games obviously and and I'm gonna say it's the Royals. Okay. So I'm gonna go under on the Royals at 75 and a half. Uh, they bring back Zach Grenke to where it all started. So that's kind of nice. They have Bobby Witt Jr. who's a top three overall prospect. And by the way, they're starting opening day instead of you know service time shenanigans. So I like that. But I do think they're the worst team in this division. And, and like as I said, like it's, it's way too high of a lowest over-under for a division. Somebody in this division has to lose 90 games. So I'm going to pick the Royals to do it.
3: Yeah, it, I, I did notice all the AL Central um, uh, numbers really bunched together. I think, as you said, someone's going to be a disaster. It is hard to pick who. But I also think someone, one of these teams is probably going to overachieve. And I'm going to go with your Minnesota Twins as an over.
0: Um, That's your next pick. My next pick. My second pick
3: is the Minnesota Mm -hmm. Twins as an over. Now, after a a million years of having like like a sneaky good lineup, I don't know what to think about the the Twins lineup. So beyond Buxton, obviously you have Correa. There's a lot of question marks, right? You have Polanco, Sano.
0: Polanco would have been a top five MVP candidate if they didn't lose 90 games last year. I don't know what you're talking about. Look at his numbers.
3: Okay. No, I, I'm just reading the, I'm reading, I'm reading the line. Of but you, you said these are, are, you are, these the question marks? You're just saying how good they are. Well, no, I'm I'm reading the okay. question marks were the following two guys. Gary Sanchez and Ursula, who were obviously like pretty high upside guys to have at the bottom of your, your. Sanchez is not, lineup, not even in their lineup. Who knows?
0: I don't knows, know. Not, what you're he's at. not playing every day. No. Ryan Jeffers is their, he's he's their catcher. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, Sanchez will play sometimes. And then Ho- Jose, they have, they have a guy in AAA who's hit the snot of the ball the last two years at third base. Plus, they're going to have a rise at third base slot. Ursula will play, but he won't be an everyday. I mean, he will because of injuries, but you know, he's not, uh, neither one of those guys is, is intended to be an everyday player, at least to start the season. Um, the issue with the Twins, though, is, is not the lineup, right? The issue with the Twins is the rotation. Right,
3: so the rotation, Sonny Gray is your ace.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then beyond that, who do you have? Dylan Bundy. Uh-
0: yeah, he's the only guy they signed before the lockout.
3: Yeah, and then a lot of a lot of players no one's ever heard of.
0: Well, okay, so so here's here's basically the uh the, the, the twins I think there's an interesting dynamic where there's a huge difference between sort of the national perspective on this team and the local perspective. The local perspective on this team is very down and negative on the offseason, whereas nationally um, you know, I've been seeing all these rankings of best off seasons, and the Twins are like in the top three in all these rankings. Um, local, um, you know, nationally, I think because people look at the Correa signing and they get very excited. Um, I, I have, uh, in, in doing my over unders, I looked at Pacoda and Baseball Prospectus and Five Thirty Eight and like a whole bunch of different websites of what their project projection is. The Twins over under what the Vegas is predicting and the average of all the uh, you know Pecota Baseball Prospectus, Davenport Five Thirty, et cetera. By far, by far the biggest gap of any team in baseball is the twins. And the only reason I didn't take them with my first pick is because I thought you were going to call me a homer. But though the combined uh, number from all of the advanced numbers is 87.4 and they're over unders 80 and a half. So you're getting basically seven free wins there. Um, and I, and I think again, like, but yeah, I'm. No,
3: looking- I, I agree. It? I think this is an above average team. Yeah, I definitely think this is an above average team. I'm I'm shocked you didn't take it with your first two picks. So I want Well, team. again, I was
0: trying not to be So here, okay. So coming into the offseason basically, they had the only starters on this team were Bailey Ober and Joe Ryan who are both basically rookies who had never pitched a full season before, you know, they they pitched in August and September last year and looked decent. Um, because they they um they they traded Barrios to the Blue Jays and then um uh, um oh my god, what's his name? <laughs> um Oh my God. The, the Japanese guy who finished second in the Cy Young in 2019 who's out St. for tomato? the year? Yes. Thank you. And <laughs> the Yes. Uh, Maida got injured okay. and like, you know, everything fell apart. Um, so they, they needed three pitchers. They, they tried to get a bunch of free agents. It did not work. Uh, they, they signed, they, they gave $5 million to Dylan Bundy before the lockout. The lockout comes, they make the trade for Sonny Gray, which is fine. And everybody says they're talking to the, in, in, uh, to the A's and they're going to get Montez or, or Maia, one of the two, uh, Manea, excuse me. And um, neither one of those happened, and then they end up making the move for Correa, and so everybody gets excited nationally. But locally, while we're excited to have Correa, people are like, "I don't understand why you did this. We need pitching, not hitting." And Aaron Gleeman and others have pointed out, like, "Wins are wins, right?" So Carlos Correa is going to add. And they also needed a shortstop, by the way. They had no shortstop. Uh, I mean, they traded for Falafa from uh, Texas, but then immediately flipped him to the Yankees. So, like you need to get wins wherever you get them. And if you get seven wins from hitting instead of pitching, it's still seven wins of value. And by the way, um, even though uh, Correa has a little bit of injury history, he's still safer from an injury perspective than just about any starting pitcher. So um, but yeah, but they're just, as you said, they're depending on Sonny Gray's not an ace and he's like the only reliable guy. Chris Archer hasn't been healthy in three years. Uh, Dylan Bundy hasn't been good in three years. And then Ryan and Ober might be good, might not be. And that's their starting five. And then beyond that, they got nothing. They haven't made a trade with Oakland yet. Um, And obviously went to San Diego. So uh, Montez is still available, but he's is going to be a, a steeper price tag and then they're gonna to have to start going into like you know like their their prospect arms very early um i think the last three years the twins have averaged something like 18 starters over the course of a season so the twins starting five already well i mean marks. your opening
3: day starter your opening day starter is joe ryan
0: yeah who, i mean his stuff is um, sick he was the great the in, in time, short in limited you know, time do you year. know the
3: stat do you know the stat that it's Which been stat? 36 years since someone as inexperienced as him has started on opening day yeah now, part of that is year. just
0: because of like the way like uh, guys were scheduled in spring training. Like it, was just, it wasn't Gray's day. Obviously, Gray is like their best pitcher right now. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason they signed Archer is because Archer's available immediately to start and to pitch, you know, four or five innings, which most of the other guys aren't because like they weren't warmed up enough. Um, but yeah, I just I, I I'm I'm kind of down on this team. I wouldn't say that I would take the under, but I just don't. You know, look, they won 100 games each of the previous two seasons, and then they, they crashed to 73 last year. So there's going to be like a dead cap bounce. They're going to be better than 73. But I just think like there there's a risk. There's a huge risk here that they have no starting pitcher of, of any value and that they're giving up five, six runs every single game. And um, so, yeah, I, my, my like gut feeling is this team is going to go like 79 and 83. But I think like objectively, you have to take the over. So, yeah, I don't disagree with you there.
3: Um, okay, that's been more Twins talk than probably anybody wanted besides... Know, yeah, but you knew it was coming. Twins fan. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think the Twins are good. I think they have a ceiling, but I just think that number is weirdly low.
0: But, but here's the thing. Um, There's three then, wild cards yeah. now, right? Yeah. If you're picking the three wild cards in the AL, who are you picking? Like two from the AL Central for sure, right? Excuse me, from the AL East, for sure, right? AL East, yeah. And then who's the third one? It's basically between the Angels and the Twins and and maybe a fourth team from the AL East. It's just really hard for four teams in one division to win 85-plus games. But, like, the third wild card makes it, like, very... I'm not saying I think the Twins are going to make the playoffs, but I think that they have to come into the season thinking they have a very strong chance.
3: Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. Anyway, we're going to go from the Twins to my second pick, who which is my favorite team, the Mets. I'm going to take the under on the Mets because you have a way too high number here, 90 and a half. Now, the Mets have the best player in the sport. Unfortunately, he is uh, not playing for at least two months, possibly way more. I don't know what his motivation is to keep pitching when he's already said he's going to opt out after the year. So you take the Grom out of the mix, and then you have – Beyond Scherzer and um, uh, Bassett from Oakland's fire sale, it's you have you have the Met veterans Carlos Carrasco and Taiwan Walker, and then you have the kids who aren't really prospects who have maybe outperformed so far in their career. Tyler McGill and then Patterson coming back from from major injury. It to me, it's not um, it, it it's not uh, a recipe for success, and I you know from. Uh, the last zillion Mets seasons. The Mets need about 14 starters just to get through the year. And then well, you I, the I just a the Twins average 17 the last
0: uh, three, four years, whatever it is. So yes, that's every team. Yeah, no, it is. It is that's not how works.
3: they cannot. They cannot. Uh, no, there was like a team last year that I think had five pitchers the whole year. Um, there's
0: no way that the, a team. There's no there's no team that started five guys last year. Come on.
3: I believe there was a no team, team that had, even started that 10 guys last year. Until the last, I think there was a team that had like six guys until the last week. We'll check right. after.
0: Sorry. Well, believe, th- 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 bet the under team. on that team because that's a massive regression. That's crazy. Um.
3: Anyway, and as you look around the lineup and they have a lot of guys who have produced but for whatever reason have somehow gotten worse in their late 20s and that's Dom Smith and Jeff McNeil uh, and what are they going to get out of J.D. Davis and now they have Robinson Cano coming back from his second suspension 162 game suspension and now he's sort of the D.H. and he's 39 years old and he's not juicing or he will and he'll get suspended again. So it's a little bit of it's a little bit of mess. So now they're relying heavily on Mark Canha and Eduardo Escobar, and they don't have a lot. They don't have a lot of depth like last year, where they thought they did. So they're relying on a Francisco Lindor, the most overpaid paid player basically in the sport, at least with a long-term contract. Well, you've turned them so dramatically. Like, I mean, I know I was against the Lindor contract the day it was signed. It was insane. Like, look what Carlos Correa got. Like, you could have gotten, a, you know, a three one hundred deal for one of those million shortstops. It mm. was no rush. There was no rush to give Lindor that contract. I mean, all the other guys insane. got huge
0: contracts except Correa, who didn't sign before the lockout, right? I mean, the Rangers signed two shortstops for, you know, yeah. half a billion dollars.
3: Yeah. Um, there, was no, there was no rush to uh, – to, especially they had their best prospect as a shortstop. There was no rush to make the Lindor deal. Okay. Anyway, uh, so it's like it's Alonso being the best power hitter in baseball again like he was not last year but was two years ago. And it's you know Lindor coming back and and getting something out of uh, Starling Marte and 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 Andrew Nemo. So I mean, there's a lot of talent on the team and the bullpen's kind of bad. But 90 and a half, they're just not a 90 and a half win team. So to mm. me, that's a uh, lock it in on the that.
0: only team I have in my average of all these projections I found online where the average projection is exactly exactly their over under is the Mets. It's exactly 90 and a half. So yeah,
2: yeah.
3: But I, what I, do you have? The Grom Like where's the where's the Gram in there? You know.
0: Yeah, no, so the DeGrom injury is a killer. The bullpen is not very good. And Scherzer, incredible last year, but he's 37. Like, he won't last forever, right? So if Chris Bassett is your best pitcher by, you know, midway through the season, yeah, then you're going way under.
3: Well, I'm not assuming Scherzer is going to be injured. He just might not have a a one-and-a-half VRA.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. All right. You know. Okay, where do I go next? Um, Listen,
3: anytime, there's a a famous saying in baseball, and it's anytime you take a, a pitcher whose whip was a half, (laughs) <laughs> and take him out of your rotation, your rotation gets worse. Yeah. Look, at, have you seen have you looked at the Grams numbers recently? Cuz you'll like it's one of those rare baseball reference pages where you'll look at it and you'll almost assume it's a mistake. Like clearly something has to be wrong. This isn't possible. Uh like it's never happened before. It doesn't make any sense. Have you seen his numbers?
0: No, they're very good. His numbers are very good. I'm aware of his numbers.
3: N- what how he pitched 92 innings last Last season, how many hits
0: do you think he gave up? I think he had five, didn't he have five uh, baseball reference war in ninety innings?
3: Not, he pitched ninety two innings. How many hits did he give up in ninety two in
0: innings? I will guess he gave up um, sixty three hits.
3: And how many walks do you think he he had in ninety two innings? Well, that's
0: too much because his oh um, well I know his whip was so I got to do the math here. So I don't know he walked forty guys. I don't know. No, that's way too many.
3: He walked 11, and he gave up yeah, yeah. 40 hits.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, he had okay.
3: 51 base runners.
0: It's insane. Yeah, no, my, my math was terrible. I knew he had a zero point. Yeah, that was bad, bad math. Yes, he, he was very, crazy. very good. Yes, His and he was a good hitter also. A
3: mistake. Yeah. He wasn't very good. He was having the best season in the history of the sport. Well, oh, but a listen, you can't. He it's small a sample size,
0: right? Like Kyrie was putting up ridiculous numbers, and then he has to start playing more than once every six days, and all of a sudden, he's not putting up ridiculous numbers anymore.
3: I mean, he pitched half a season.
0: Yeah. Um, I, still had him on my, I still had him on my Cy Young ballot, and – um. Yeah. Right. If if a reliever had those anyway. numbers in 90 innings, he'd win the Cy Young. So why we? Do, yeah, you know.
3: so, Yeah. So one ERA in 92 innings. Yeah, I mean, it's slightly
0: was, lower leverage because was, it's you know right. innings one through uh, seven instead of innings eight and nine across almost. But whatever.
3: He was slightly lucky. His FIP was a whopping 1.24. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, With my next. Okay. Pick,
3: so you get two picks now. All right. So uh, I'm. Gonna, by the way, I'm I'm overruling. We're wait. Hold on. We're going back to ten. My my idea was was right. We're doing ten. No. Each.
0: We're doing 15. Otherwise
3: it's going to be a half hour podcast. And I don't know. We're not. No, I don't, I don't want
0: to do 15. a half hour podcast. What do you mean?
3: No, I, I didn't say a half hour. I said, it's going to be, we're, we're, All right, let's stop arguing hour. about it's arguing one, and let's just, let's just
0: do it. And we'll see where we get to a 10. Okay. Ten each. Okay. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. The Blue Jays won 91 games last year. They had a Pythag of 99. They got a full season of Jose Barrios this year instead of a half season. They lost the Cy Young winner, but they replaced him with Gaussman, which is you know a pretty decent one-for-one replacement. Um, they actually did that in a lot. They they lost uh, Marcus Semien, they replaced him with Chapman, another former A. Uh, they replaced Mats with Kikuchi, uh, so it's like one-for-one replacements all across the board. Their lineup is stacked with right-handed power, and unlike the Red Sox and the Yankees, who also have good lineups, they're very young, so much less injury risk. Um, if they were in any other division, I'd pick them to win 100 games. Um, their upside is capped a little bit because they got to play 60 against the Yankees and Red Sox and Rays. Um, but the number is 92 and a half. I also think they have like the secret COVID advantage because, right, like Canadian um, rules, like the unvax players on other teams can't play there. So like Aaron Judge or these other yeah, stars. Yeah, they already
3: traded a, an unvaxxed player. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I like the Blue Jays over at 92 and a half, which is tough because it's a tough division. But yeah, I, I like that number a lot. Um, all right. And then for my next pick... I'm going to go under on the Colorado Rockies. Um, I hate this team. Uh-huh. 69 and a half is the number. So that's a low number. And they have another trash team in their division. But this team sucks. Um, they signed Alex Colomay as their closer. After what he did to the Twins last April, uh, I suffered from PTSD just at the mention of his name. And I just think like the top of this division is going to win a lot. The Dodgers and the Padres and, and maybe the Giants will get to them. And so somebody's got to lose a lot. And I think Colorado is going to be one of those somebody's. So give me the under on, on the Rockies. And remember, you can pick one of my teams, and I can pick one of your teams. So even though I I I'm deleted them from the from the right side column, you can still pick them, right?
3: We're only allowed to pick one? I thought we could pick as many as we want.
0: No, yeah. I'm just, yeah, you, I'm just saying, because I'm deleting them from the right. I'm copying and pasting them. I'm cutting and pasting them. But yeah, you can pick my teams you can the other direction.
2: Mm-hmm. And who's
3: I'm other not pick?
0: going the other direction on any of your teams so far, though. you have a second pick? I did. The Blue Jays over 92 and a half. The oh, Rockies yeah. under 69 and a half.
3: All right. You, I, forgot about, I forgot about the Blue Jays.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, all right. Now, I think if the Mets are going to underperform, and 90 and a half is assuming that, like, a lot of these wins are going to get swallowed up that are ultimately not going to happen, in my opinion, that maybe it's even eight or something too high. I think we've gone a little bit too far the other way on Washington. I, I, like, I, don't, I don't know why we're assuming automatically Washington's going to be this, like, absolute colossal disaster. So I'm I'm definitely going over in Washington their number is 70 and a half. I think this team could win uh, this team could win 75 games easy. I think um by the way what happened to freaking Steven Strasburg? I feel like people are completely writing him off just cuz he's ne- just because he's literally never healthy. Yeah. Um but uh I, I don't I don't know what Strasburg's deal is. Anyway, what uh he pitched two games in 2020 and five games in 2021. Um Anyway, yeah, I'm 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 over on the Nationals, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go double on the NL East. I'm gonna go a little bit over on the Phillies. 85 and a half is slightly low to me. I think um we could see a monster year from um from Bryce Harper. I think like this could be this could be his best season. Bryce Harper, age game. How old is he?
0: Uh he is thirty thirty.
3: No, this is twenty nine season. So,
0: okay.
3: right, uh, Age twenty nine season. All right. So coming coming off coming off his second MVP last year, his numbers were uh, three hundred nine, four twenty nine, six fifteen. He had thirty five homers, uh, but only in five hundred ninety nine plate appearances, and he walks a lot, so he really didn't swing that many times. Only had four hundred eighty eight at bats. I, I I think he could hit like forty five home runs this year. This is this could be this could be his absolute best year. Um, obviously some big, some big, uh, peaks of values, but he's gotten better two years in a row. And I think he like, if Harper is, is absolutely raking in a DH lineup like this, they, they could score a zillion runs this year. I'm going over on the Phillies and the nationals. Okay. Um, all
0: right. So my take is, I mean, I don't agree with you on the nationals. I would go under, but I don't know if I like it enough to pick it. Fangraphs ranks this team dead last in baseball in fielding and base running, which is like a startling lack of athleticism. To me, this team is like Juan Soto. You have to watch every time he's up because he's going to, you know, have a 1200 OPS, but there, um, there, there's nothing else in this division. I like, I think this team is trash. Phillies, amazing offense. They scored the most runs in franchise history, which goes back to the 19th century um, or since the 19th century. But this defense also um, like the, like uh, Washington's is like historically terrible. Um, it'll revert to the mean a little bit. I, I like the over a little bit. Um, Nola Wheeler, good top of the line rotation, but you know, I'm, I'm higher on the Mets than you are, I guess. So um, yeah, I, I would lean over, but not a strong feeling there. I'm going to take, you took two overs. I'm going to take two unders. I'm going to start with uh, the Cardinals under 85 and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they signed Pujols, uh, Wainwright, Yadier Molina, like these three guys is, um, by July, all three of them are in their forties. What year is this? Why are the Cardinals like what? Why are they like bringing out like these old timers? They overperformed last year. Very strange. Then they fired their manager. Their rotation is not good. Um, You know, the, the only reason that gives they haven't gone under 500 in, in 15 years. And so, that you know, that's my take that they do it this year. Their division is very bad. And someone has to win uh, this division. Obviously, someone has to win games other than the Brewers. Um, No one else is trying in this division. I don't know what's going on with the Cubs. But yeah, I'm taking the under on the Cardinals. Any thoughts there?
3: Yeah, I agree that their strategy is strange. I do think for whatever reason they end up getting lucky a lot and they, these things do work out for them. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. I think it's totally it's totally fair to to take them. They weren't next on my list, but if I had to click over under on them, I'm going under.
0: Yeah. All right. Um the Baltimore Orioles won 52 games last year. They won 52 games. They're that over. Was
3: wrong? Under... Was that bad?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're over under 62 and a half. So if they improve by 10 games over last year. They will still be under, which is why I am grabbing this under. Um, this is the lowest over under. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen lower. I've seen like 63 and a half, 64. I don't know if I've ever seen sixty two and a half. This is absolutely like insanely low. Um, and again, for the final time this year, they have to face 80 games against the other four teams in the division. who are all very, very good. And I don't know how they're going to win more than, you know, 30 of those games if they're lucky. So, yeah, give me the under on the Orioles at 62 and a half. All
3: right. So that's your second pick. Yeah. I'm going to go in a similar direction with a team uh, that I think could be uh, catastrophically bad. There, there has definitely been a, an overreaction to their win total, which has gone down there now at seventy and a half. and But I think here's the thing. I'm, and I'm talking about the Oakland Athletics. If anyone in this team dares to play well, they will be traded in May. Yes. Right.
0: Montes so- is probably going to be gone soon.
3: Yeah. I mean they don't even have, they can't even like feel the rotation right now. Yeah. They'll get rid of Montes. They'll get rid of any young person who's decent. Elvis Andrews, if he if he deigns to steal a second base in one week, traded. Ramon Lariano, get him out of here. I I, I could make up guys, because most of the other guys on the team you've never even heard of. Tony Kemp, Kevin Smith, Chad Pinder. These guys are fake. They're not real guys. They get they lose Olsen. They lose Chapman. They get, they, then they ditch last second Bassett and mania, mania, whatever. Uh, this, this is not a baseball. This is not a major league team. Uh, anyway, they have some interesting arms in the bullpen. Uh, yeah. I, I, to me like, so they could go 70 and 92 and I win my bet. Please. A's under lock it in.
0: Yeah, no, that was my next pick. That's a good pick. Um, you know, for the reasons you said. Um, with my next pick, I, it's partly like an emotional hedge a little bit. Right, I think gonna...
3: that was my only one. I think I got one. I I, oh, I okay. one more. I yeah, one make more. another pick. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to go. I, I think we've gone a little bit too far on on the Brewers. I'm going to take the under on the Brewers at 89 and a half. I do think that's a little high. I think the love is is a little too strong there um i i'm not like i'm not anti-brewers but i i I don't know that this is automatically a 90-win team and that's what we're projecting it as where we go with the brewers
0: all right well i got some exciting drama then with the seventh pick you take the under on the brewers i'm taking the over on the brewers
3: Mm -hmm. okay
0: how do you like them apples
3: yeah i mean i to me it's not i didn't like start research thinking like hey, I hate the Brewers. I just like sort of guessing what the lines are, and this was a little higher than I thought. I thought maybe there's some value in, in going under. I mean, what do you love about the Brewers?
0: Okay, first of all, um, they, they might won have- 195
3: be- games last year. So obviously, they can- They, they can, won 95 you know, last
0: year. They, they, um, I mean, they might have the best rotation in baseball. Corbin Burns, who won the side, Brandon mm-hmm. Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer. Um, yes, no, Yelich, I, I agree. Really, but now- Yelich had an all season. His OPS plus was in the 90s last awful. year. That's going to bounce back. Um, and they, well, I don't know that's going to be, expected. I'll say the opposite I mean, one of the, the real reason I,
3: I have them lower is it's not like Burns Woodruff parole to how's all these guys have 12 and it's not this, we're not talking about Max Scherzer and DeGrom here. Like some of these guys are going to fall back to earth. You know?
0: Sure. Yeah. This
3: is not the four best pitching prospects in baseball. And like all of them are guaranteed to be dominant. Like I think that some of them may have, I don't want to say peaked, but like, uh, over-performed last year. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like the team. I do like, I do like the bullpen. Uh, the lineup the lineup is solid, but also I think like, listen, I I uh like is Hunter Renfro you know going to be amazing? Is Rowdy Tellas really like an above average first baseman? Um, I don't know. I, I I like the Brewers. I think uh, yeah, obviously if Yelich becomes Yelich again, it it, it changes the team, but I
0: I don't know. I, I mean I've, I keep saying go. this. I'm beating, but like there are. Th- you know, you play 80 games against your division. There are three teams in this division whose over under is lower than the worst team in the AL Central, okay? The Reds, the Cubs, and the the Pirates all suck. Somebody has to win games in this division. So that's why I like the Brewers over. Um, My other pick is the Yankees over 92 and a half. I also took the Blue Jays over, so maybe that's not smart, but like this is a little bit of an emotional hedge because, you know, obviously I I want to, if the Yankees uh, lose, I'm happy if they win. At least, you know, I got this pick right. I love how they got cucked by the Twins. Um, Now their left side of the infield is is Donaldson and Falafa, like former Twins, although Falafa was a twin for one day. Um, They lost Shell and Sanchez, obviously, to the Twins and Luke Boyd and Corey Kluber. They didn't really do that much. They did not spend in the offseason, which I guess that is like the big story that they didn't spend. But if you look at their lineup it's very good, it's very deep. Um, it's old and injury prone, but the Yankees always find, you know, they'll make trades at the deadline if they have to. I don't like anyone in the rotation after Cole, but you know, they're the Yankees and they, they always, you know, they they won 92 last year, so.
3: Yeah. All right. Not um not a cra- not a crazy pick. I I don't I didn't have the Yankees on my list at all. But I think, I mean, that number's good. Honestly, the reason I didn't include them is because I think they're like a 92 and 70 team. That number's 92 and a half, so I avoided it. All right, my eighth pick. I'm kind of shocked that they're still here. I thought this number was also way too high. The Angels are at 84 and a half, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm going, I'm going to go under. You take out the two guys everyone wants to talk about, Otanian and Trout. I know. That Syndergaard is not going to give them anything. If he's lucky, he'll have a few good starts and then he'll get hurt. I'm not like look at how, Syndergaard. The track record of the last zillion years. He it it you know we might be going the way of Matt Harvey. I don't know he's going to be able to stay healthy. You know keep up his uh, you know throwing 100 miles an hour. I I know he's looked okay in spring training. I'm not I'm not buying it. You know he's making 21 million dollars for a year. Obviously he's very motivated to. Try and land, uh, you know, the huge contract of, you know, the one big uh, contract of his career. I'm not buying it. And then beyond them, I don't like the rest of the rotation. So I think your your lineup to a degree and your rotation revolves around one person. It's crazy. Like yes, though Joe Dell could be could do something, and maybe Jared Walsh. And like I, what are you? One player? player They have Trout and
0: Otani, the two best, arguably the two best hitters in all of baseball.
3: Well, I I'm, I'm I'm saying like if Ohtani goes down.
0: Yeah.
3: No, I'm not, I'm not saying they don't have any other good players, but if Otani goes down their season's over. Cuz the uh, rotation sucks and then it's like their lineup goes from being interesting to being average.
0: In my opinion they literally And by the have way, the, they're they the relying two best on baseball best more baseball players phone guys. Yeah, okay. I agree. This I team agree. underperforms every year. Every year they go under. So that is a fair argument, but Mike Trout Missed half the year last year. That shouldn't happen again.
3: They are rel- they're relying on the the most injury prone good hitter and maybe the most. Why is Trout so injury hitter. prone? What are you
0: talking and, about? He's not that injury prone.
3: Uh, yes, he is. Look at his last few years.
0: All right, Mike Trout.
3: Last two years.
0: Okay. Um, Last year he was injured. The year before he played the whole season. I don't know. There, there was only 60 games, remember? You're like, oh, he only played 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played the whole season. And then no, he played... I know that. I know. Okay. The year before he played 134, 140. 140. 140. He's, he's had, so he before stopped. last he's year, he had year one season in his career where he missed 30 years. games. One season in his entire career where he missed 30 games. 2017.
3: He's, when, he's literally been on the DL or the IL in four of the last five years.
0: Okay, but he played 140 so one them, games.
3: He missed the whole year. He, and that was his 20s. Now he's old.
0: Okay. Um again he he has he has played, he has missed more than 30 games once in his career, and that was last year. Excuse me, once before Listen, last year. They're
3: assuming they're assuming a guy in their team can pitch like a Cy Young winner and also yeah. hit 45 home runs. Um, I feel like they're relying on this team
0: is very weak much. up the middle. Uh that's true. Stars um, and Scrubs. Not not Trout, but yeah, there, there's a lot of Stars and Scrubs team. Yeah, uh, this is definitely one of them. But they literally have I think that Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are there's a reasonable argument that they are the two best baseball players in history, right? So, not the best careers, in obviously. In history? Not the best. Well, Do yes, No, but I mean, they're the same thing. That's how human progress works. Mike Trout is the greatest hitter of all time, and Shohei Ohtani is the greatest all-around baseball player of all time. I don't mean he's had the most successful MLB career, but if you transplanted everybody. So,
3: whoever the best player in the NHL is right now, you're saying Jonathan Huberdeau is much better than Wayne Gretzky, according to the Chester scale.
0: Probably because I'm not a big enough hockey fan, but like I would assume that anyone from today would skate anybody from the 80s off the ice. Now, Gretzky has like more. Well, now you're office. so
3: now you're saying like the third liner is better than Gretzky, too. But, but who's the greatest player in NHL? Yeah,
0: the worst player in the NFL right now would if, if he stepped on the field with the 72 Dolphins, they would pass I agree, but fear. that's
3: not what we're that's not what we're talking about. I that, agree, that's what I'm basically I'm not, saying, yeah. like no one's disagreeing with that. But the greatest player in baseball history is an absurd thing to say about Shohei Otani, he,
0: he just absurd. had. To, he based on what he did last year. I don't think that's absurd. I think that's a pretty common take. A common take that he's the best player in baseball history? I mean, I, I've heard it on You multiple, need to have he, I've heard he, it on I've heard that sentence verbatim on multiple preseason um like um articles and podcasts. I was stealing it. It wasn't my idea. That's 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 not a Seven hot take
3: to me. That he is that he is the best player in baseball history. He is
0: the he, yes, he is the greatest. He has more wait skill. Till,
3: wait till the people who find out. Wait, wait till the people who wrote that find out about Babe Ruth. Who did it? 15, ba- Babe Ruth since.
0: never faced a curveball or a black person in his life. What are you talking about? So again, so, listen, so again, you're every turn me, player you're in trying baseball. to turn me into Brett Farincov. Okay, there's a difference between ranking all time players in terms of the performance of their career. Best means who is better, not who's best now, not his core. The best football, the best quarterback ever is Patrick Mahomes. I don't even have him. Even more than the racism would be that he's dead. Akiva, I don't don't, even have. I don't even I don't even have Patrick Mahomes in my top 50 all time quarterbacks, but he is the greatest quarterback ever. Right. Those are two different things. Shahid Otani is the greatest baseball player ever.
3: You don't think Aaron Rodgers would be the greatest quarterback ever?
0: No, Mah- Mahomes is better than him right now. And football right now yeah, is but, harder than but football ten years He's ten years,
3: 10 ago. years younger. He's yeah. ten years younger. Anyway, Rodgers is doing. Maybe and Brady, who's doing it at forty-four,
0: but doing what? Brady's skill level is nowhere close. Clo- I mean, I don't think I don't think, of course, I don't. I mean, uh, Peyton was better than Brady, and now Mahomes is better okay, than Brady. And so you're saying
3: than... greatest ever, but what you literally mean is best right now. What you're but, what you're saying is with greatest rare ever, exceptions, whoever's the best is now the best in,
0: today, with, with rare exceptions in physical competitions. Whoever's the best now is the best ever. Correct.
3: But that's not how your charts work. Your charts.
0: Because my charts are not you know, ranking you, skill. History, my charts are ranking accomplishments in the league. But Correct. best
3: doesn't mean skill. Best doesn't mean skill. Yes, it does. If you lined up. Just if say, if, most if say, most talented, player, say most skilled then. If every single and no one player. If every single player.
0: If you took every single player in Major League Baseball right now and you reincarnated every single yeah. player from 1871 through 2021, brought them mm-hmm. at their best season, yeah. and lined them up on a field, the first pick yeah. would be Shohei Otani.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Correct. And the second pick would probably be Mike Trout. And Babe Ruth. Why would... can't
3: you just say most talented right now? Just say most talented right I mean, now instead but, of whatever. It's
0: not right now. It's most talented ever.
3: Most anyway. talented. So say talented. Don't say best. Best is this crazy thing to
0: say. Okay, anyway, Find,
3: send me the thing that said he's the best player. In All right. Poster. Okay. Best. Eric Gleeman there said it for sure, no I was
0: I just that. listening to Eric Gleeman this morning. He you said it. Send
3: it to me. Send it to me.
0: Google Gleeman and the Geek. Listen to the most recent episode.
3: I'm not going to listen to a whole podcast. I could, uh, I'd rather, listen well, I don't listen know when he said one. it. You're right. insane. Take in three X. Right.
0: Okay. What is your, um, okay. What is your next pick?
3: So I, I'm, I, so I was deciding between the reds and the Cubs Cause I think one of them and they both have the same over under, I believe seventy four and a half. 74 and a half. One of them is definitely going to go over. And mm-hmm. I was going back and forth because I don't feel as strongly as you about the Cardinals going under, whatever I have decided to go over 74 and a half for the Cincinnati reds. Okay. I think they're fine. That's my take. I think they're fine. I think uh, I think the rotation with Gray and Moll and Castillo is okay. I Which think Gray? Sunny Gray's the lineup. The oh, sorry, I'm looking at uh, last year's war.
0: Mm, yeah, that's um, a I th- um, yeah. they lost Jesse Winker and, and Nick Castellanos, uh, and with a deep fly ball, lucky mm-hmm. um, They could be the worst hitting outfield in baseball. Castillo, they, they do have a good rotation. Castillo, Tyler Moll, Hunter Green, Nick Ladolo. Um, I would take the over also. But it's a big risk because they can easily trade Castile. Like this is a team that's also taking right now, and every veteran other than Joey. Well, Botto, it is a problem. Yes, they could trade him. It's not. Um, they're
3: not. They're not at the A's level. But yes, if if they're out of it, then they're out of it.
0: I think the argument is they could win seventy six games by mistake because the division sucks. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I think I think that's fair. Uh, right. So I'm going. I'm going over on the on the Reds, and then you make your last two picks.
0: All right, no, no, I'm not making more than two picks. Um, I'm going to do that. So I picked the. I'm taking all the good teams to go over. I just did that with the Brewers. I mean, you can Yankees. make any one. I'm making ten. All right, I'm, I'm going to do that with the next couple of picks. I'm going to take the over mm-hmm. on Houston at 92 and a half. Uh, they get Justin Verlander back. Um, they lost Korea and Greinke, but you know, they have a solid prospect to, to replace Korea. They have a dynamite lineup, uh, Verlander. They got all these good pitchers and all these guys in like their twenties who are not famous, but are good. Um, and the main reason is I'm low on the rest of the division and I got to take someone in the West to win something. And I, I think Houston's going to cruise to the division title, especially we just talked we just trashed the angels. So, uh, over 92 and a half thoughts there.
3: Ninety-two and a half 92 and a half on the, on the Astros again, similar to the Yankees. That's about where I had them. So I don't mind going over. I, I feel like go over with the good teams, go under with the bad teams. So I don't hate the pick, but uh, how many games are they going to win? Is everyone yep. going to win a hundred games? I don't know.
0: All right. With my next pick, I'm going to go over on the Padres. The Padres had the second to worst rotation in baseball last year. Yeah, and they are. They could have a top five. I mean, they just traded for the A's ace, and he's their number five pitcher, right? Uh, Clevenger's coming back from Tommy uh-huh. John. Uh, Nick Martinez just arrived right from Japan. Uh, Fernando Tatis is hurt to start the season, but he'll be back. And by the way, he, if um if uh Hassan if Hassan Kim steals his job, Tatis could go to the outfield, right? Because Kim's good, could be a great shortstop. Um, they spent a ton mm-hmm. of money. Last year was a disaster, and I think it's just one year delayed. I think they make up for it this year. Also, the Giants overperformed by like 30 games last year. That's not gonna happen again. And so that's a lot of wins. So I have San Diego is like a definite wild card. So give me 90 wins for them. And the yes. over under is 88. And, and
3: my final yeah. My my final pick is to me. If you first of all you pay attention, I went under right away on Seattle. Best bet under the A's, and then went under the Angels, which is a little bit of a problem to have three teams in the same division. So I have to sort of compound and say like, all right, if I'm going to be right, I'm gonna I'm either going to be extremely wrong or I'm gonna to have to go for it. So I am going, even though they only won sixty games last year, I'm going over on the Rangers. Who'd they add? Rob Nemesis, Mitch Garver, yeah, Corey Seager, Marcus mm-hmm. Simeon, Matt Carpenter. They spent a billion Marie dollars. Nick, great. Almost. Yeah, they, I mean, a lot of good players. That's that's six. You go up from sixty there. Is Marcus Semien an 175 million dollar player? Probably not. Is Gray a fourteen they, million? They signed. They gave pitcher? 175
0: million dollars to a shortstop, yeah. and he won't even play shortstop for them.
3: Yeah, he won't even play shortstop.
0: Their I, outfield is not great, but that's a very but, fixable problem.
3: Yeah, I think I think it's fixable. Even you know, we've already spotted a couple, you know, obvious sellers. 74 and a half to me is pretty low. Yes, it's hard to jump up 15 games in a year, no question, but it's easy to go with 15 games when you lost 60 last year. So. Lock it in. I think I'm gonna be 10 for 10 here. Congratulations mm. to me on winning. The Texas Rangers over 74 and a half games.
0: The reason I would take the under on them is I think the rotation's a year away.
3: Yeah, no, the rotation stinks. Listen, I don't think this is a contending team. I agree the rotation's not good. I think I think you can buy yourselves time with guys like with, with guys like Gray. But yeah, and they didn't lose anybody. That's another good thing. Yeah. No, they didn't have a lot of good players to lose, to be fair. But.
0: All right, fine. So I'll stop at 10 if you want to stop at 10, but we have to give at least the other teams we didn't mention. Again, like the All-Star Game, every team gets a mention. So let's give at least one minute each to the other uh, 10 teams that we didn't pick, all right?
3: Sure. I'm not, right. No, I'm not giving them a minute each, but we could go through them quickly.
0: All right. So Arizona's at 66 and a half. Um, I would take the over here. Now, I have a fun fact for you. From May 4 to July 4 last year, a two-month period, the Diamondbacks went 8 and 50. It's insane. It's eight, crazy. Uh, I haven't checked, but is that That's got to be the worst fifty-eight game stretch in baseball history, right?
3: I don't think so. I, baseball history is long, and I mean, you think it's not long? And eight and fifty player ever, and the yeah. baseball started last week. It is horrible. I noticed that. I had it in my notes too. I didn't pick them. And by the way, instead of like trying to insane, develop young pitchers, almost, almost they're going all in on these like
0: that. mediocre aging veterans. I don't know what they're doing.
3: No, they have no strategy. I agree. I, yeah, but reason, I would still take and the listen, over because I think Colorado's worse. They're screwed in that division. They're screwed in that division, but yeah, 66 and a half is too low. It's fine.
0: Yep. Um, well,
3: I, uh, well, while we're there, let's just talk about the the, the Giants also because they're in the same division we did yeah. them. All
0: right, so the, the Giants, is it, I, I, yeah, 107 wins last year.
3: I'd go over if I had to.
0: You would, you yeah. would go over?
3: I, I think you could lose 21. I think I'd go over the 85 and a half, but I, again, it's not, I don't know. It, it's going to be a little painful to be in that division, especially this year when they're still playing the Dodgers 18 times and, the, and they're playing the Padres 18 times.
0: Carl, they got the Carlos Rockies Rodon, season. who's very good for the White Sox. Not always healthy, but...
3: A Rodon could, could have a monster year, honestly. Yeah.
0: Um. The, here's the thing. They overperformed um, projections by 32 games last year. And, like, I just think there was a lot yeah. of smoke and mirrors. Um, they're weak up the middle. They don't play defense. Um. The lineup, they, they got on base, but they don't have pop. Um, the Padres are not going to complete their collapse last year. And, by the way, a lot of this is built in, because 85-and-a-half is by far the biggest drop from last year's win total, right? Like, um, yeah, but I think this is like a 500 team, maybe a little better. So I would actually take the under there if I was taking anything, but, um, didn't draft All it. Right. Um, so Pittsburgh, um, did we talk about the Pittsburgh? Um, no 64 and a half is the number I would take the over cause that's really low, but like, this is a bad team. Um, they're always rebuilding. I hate the mojo of, you know, six, seven shortstop O'Neill Cruz starting him in the minors for service time manipulation. I don't like that. Um,
3: yeah, no, it's bad, bad karma.
0: Yeah. But again, I would take the over just because, you know like they're going to play 40 games against the Cubs and the Reds. And uh, let's talk about the Cubs for a second. I think it's an embarrassment for a team like with the Cubs assets for this team to be this lacking in star power is like such an indictment of their ownership. There's the only remotely interesting thing about this team this year is say Suzuki. I want to see what he does. Their ownership has
3: a star. It's Christian Polisic, baby.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Um, but they they don't have massive holes this team though. Right. And like the division sucks, except for Milwaukee and someone's got to win. So I might actually lean over, but yeah, um, if I was a Cubs fan, I'd be very mad right now. Uh, Miami at 75 and a half. What's your takes in your division rival there?
3: Yeah. I didn't want to go over on all, on all the divisional teams. I've already gone over on Philly and, uh, (coughs) and Washington, but I think the, I think just getting rid of Jeter is very good. Juju. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Everywhere he goes.
0: Yeah. Um, He's a loser.
3: And and uh, so yeah, I don't have a I don't have a problem with the with the Marlins winning seventy eight games or something like that, especially if I'm down on the Mets. And, and you know, and talking about Atlanta, we also didn't pick. I, obviously, they're very high variance. They have incredible talent, but a- also a little bit smoke and mirrors. Last year, I mean, was that a World, World Series winning team really? No. Um, but- so I, 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 it's a little bit of a stay away for me, but I wouldn't be shocked to see them win eighty eight games and go under. So. I'd lean slightly over on the Marlins and slightly under on the Braves.
0: Do you know the last uh, – the Marlins have not had a guy hit 23 home runs in five years? That seems impossible.
3: That does seem impossible. I mean, we had one fake season in there. But, yeah, that that, sure. I, that is
0: nuts. Yeah. Especially
3: since, like, they've had a lot of guys, like, leave and then immediately hit 20.
0: Yeah, they haven't won more than – they haven't gone over 500 except the, the, the COVID season. They haven't been over 500 in 12 years. Um, but here's the thing you get rid of Derek Jeter. It just does. You know, he's a, he's a career loser, proven loser. And I just think it does wonders for the culture. So I would lean over there. Um, I would also lean over on Atlanta. Like last year they lost the Acuna. They picked up a bunch of like mediocrities off waivers that nobody else wanted at the trade deadline. And they somehow ended up winning the world series. They're obviously not like, they're not as good as the team in the playoffs, but they're better than the team in the regular season last year. I think, um, Matt Olson over Freddie Freeman. I think that shocked people, but, um, you know, Olson's younger, I guess he's from Atlanta, isn't he? I think so. Uh-huh. Um yeah, so that's um that, uh, that's all the NL teams. Uh we we picked everybody in the AL West. Um let's talk about uh the Detroit's over under 78 and a half. Um I think I'd actually lean over there. I think Detroit's a solid team. I think um you know, they're going to give the Twins some fits unfortunately. They had Javi Baez, huge contract, Eduardo Rodriguez, Michael Pineda, who I thought the Twins were going to bring back. They're they're starting Spencer Torkelson on day 1. Um and they were going to do the same with Riley Green before he got hurt. So they obviously think that they tr- they're trying to win. Um, and this they had the second best record in the division, uh, the second half of the year last year. So I think that the, the Detroit's actually a pretty good team. They're about a 500 team. Um, I might've taken them. Do you have any thoughts on the tigers?
3: Not really. I was looking at the lineup today, work with a tigers fan. I, I, I just think like they're a met team and are they a 500 team, which you basically have to assume in order to go over the 78 and a half. I don't think so. So to me, they're one of the teams I've done. They're the, I think this is the most mid team in the league right now. honestly.
0: Mm, mid tigers. Okay. Um, all right. Um, the uh, Cleveland Guardians, new team name, uh, payroll Guardians. under 50, Yeah. payroll under 50 million, which is embarrassing, um, although they just signed mm-hmm. today. Uh, I mean, I, I thought I mean, everybody knew they're either going to sign Ramirez an extension or trade him. I thought they were going to trade him. And I thought, you know, we wouldn't know a single guy's name on this team by August. But um, they literally did not sign a single major league free agent uh, in the entire offseason. So I'm very surprised. No, it's,
3: it's troubling. But, but, they, but they also have no one to sell off. But like, how much worse could they get? Well,
0: if Bieber's. I mean, so last year Bieber was hurt, right? The, all their pitchers mm-hmm. were hurt last year. They still won eighty games. So that's an argument in favor of the over, I guess. But yeah, I would take the I under. Guess. I think they're the I think they're the fourth best team, and I think that you know they might be worse than the Royals. And then, um, oh, the White Sox. We didn't talk about the White Sox, the the most despicable team in baseball. What, what's what's your uh, you're more objective? Yeah. What's your take? Why are they it? so
3: despicable?
0: Just because they're the Twins' rival.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, I do um, think – I think the Kimber yeah, I th-
0: Kimber for Pollock is a good trade. Um, although, you know, they've lost two key, uh, you know, uh, bullpen pieces right before the season. They lost Rodon, as we said. But last year at this time, they lost two of their d- best players in Aloy Jimenez, ran into a fence and missed half the season. Uh, Lewis Robert also, like, early in the season, um, got injured. And then they cruised to the division by 13 games. And so, you know, last year they overcame it. But I think the Twins are better than last year. I think the Tigers are better than the first half of last year. I think uh, Lance Lynn's injury really hurts the you know after losing Radon. their rotation is much worse. Like they signed Johnny Cueto in 2022 to a minor league contract. There's a reason he was available for a minor league contract on April 1st, right?
3: Yeah, I just I I had them in as bad a 90 win team. So if you want to say under, like I don't really have a strong take. I think they're in that 90 to 95 thing. Other than Giolito, who are they starting?
0: Michael Kopak, I think, who was like a fireman. I think he's in the rotation now. Um. they're the best team in the division but yeah i think they're a 91 team i think you're right yeah
3: i have them right on so i'm 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 staying away
0: yeah and then the rays who won 100 games last year and are at 89 and a half every single Uh year they lose a ton of guys and every single year they go over
3: i'm afraid to bet against them maybe like shane baz is like whatever like some of these guys come out but yeah yeah I, i don't think this is a 90 win team on talent so
0: well, it, it is. It's just other than Corey Kluber, we haven't heard of these guys. But like Joe Ryan, they traded along with another prospect for half a season of 40-year-old Nelson Cruz, and he's the Twins' opening day starter the next year. The Rays like barely miss him. He's like their seventh best pitching prospect. Um, but it's hard to go over when when they when they you, they give up everybody we've heard of, and their division is really good. So it's tough. You, you there will there will not be four 90-win teams in this division. It's just not possible, right?
3: Uh, no, it is definitely not possible. There's not going to be, yeah. there's not going to be, uh, there's not going to
0: be four of them. All right. And then let's end with the, uh, with the Boston Red Sox, 85 and a half. I would lean under here. They lost Eduardo Rodriguez, Kyle Schwarber, Hunter Wenfro. Uh, they added Trevor story, but he's playing second base, which doesn't make sense. He's a better defender than Bogarts. Um, uh, who they else they had Paxton, Waka, Rich Hill, like, um, their rotation is not gonna be good. And there's four good teams in this division. So they won 92 last year. I think they're more like an 84 win team probably this year. If they're in the AL Central, they could Mm -hmm. win 90 and win the division, but they're not. So, any more baseball takes? Akiva, what's your World Series prediction?
3: No. Uh, Okay. My World Series prediction uh, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays over the Dodgers.
0: Mm. Uh, I was going to go with the Brewers and the Blue Jays. And I was going to have the Blue Jays winning it all, but now that you stole that, it's like a restaurant. I will not order something that someone else has ordered. So I'll go with the Milwaukee Brewers. To uh, and wait,
3: to- remind me—that's your take. If someone else orders it, you won't order it.
0: Yeah, I always order last at a restaurant. I want to see but as many if, dishes as possible. What
3: if, like, you, but what if you know they're not sharing with you? What if it's like someone you're not like close it's, with, and they're not so share at all? You still won't do it.
0: Well, first of all, like the experience of eating at a restaurant is not exclusively about taste; it's about sight. It's about mm-hmm. smell. It's all the senses. I want to. I, I want to experience as many dishes as possible. If per, if the person next to me is getting a dish, I'm experiencing it. Not fully, perhaps if they're not a sharer, but I'm still experiencing it partly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. There, there's never. I've never been in a. Re- there's never been a scenario where I'm new to a restaurant. There's only one dish I want so badly that if someone else orders it, I'll get it anyways. Like even if there's a, the second best dish is probably good, and then I'll get to see both. I'll try and convince the other person to change. Sometimes, that'll work.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: um, usually, or, but if it doesn't work, then. Um, yeah, so I will I will not pick the Blue Jays. I will pick the Brewers. Um, party like it's 1982, baby, in the World Series for the first time in our lives and winning it all. And that's it, Wheels. All
3: right, we'll see you on the... Uh, is this Patreon? Whatever. We'll see you in the other episode.
0: Yep, all right, bye-bye.
2: plus.